Welcome to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. Be sure to stay tuned to the end of the show to hear how you can get a copy of this program and other helpful documents. And now it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business. Thank you, Tim. Like Tim said, I'm Carrie McCoy, and it's time for me to get up in your business. For the next hour, my guest, Terry Hartwick, the director of North Little Rock Parks and Rec, and I will be getting up in the business of growing up in North Little Rock, supporting local businesses, and ways you can enjoy some of the parks of Arkansas. We hope through our conversation and storytelling, you will learn something, want to get involved, or be inspired to take action in your own life. And we'll be answering questions via phone and email. For me, the taking action began over 40 years ago when I founded Arkansas Flag and Banner. During the last four decades, Arkansas Flag and Banner has grown and morphed from door-to-door sales to telemarketing to mail order and catalog sales, and now relies heavily on the internet. Each change in sales strategy required a change in company thinking and procedures. My confidence, leadership knowledge, and my company grew my initial $400 investment now produces nearly $4 million in annual sales. Each week on this show, you'll hear candid conversations between me and my guests about real-world experiences on a variety of businesses and topics that I hope you'll find interesting. Starting and running a business or organization is like so many things. It takes persistence, perseverance, and patience. I worked part-time jobs for nine years before Arkansas Flag and Banner grew enough to support just me. It's now grown so much that to operate efficiently, we require 10 departments and 25 people to maintain them, thus reminding us all again that small businesses are not only the fuel of our economic engine, but also impact and empower people's lives. Before we start, I want to introduce you to the people at the table. We have my technician, Tim, who will be running the board and taking your calls. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. And we have a new technician, Jesse, today. He's going to get us on two channels, so we'll have better editing. Say hello, Jesse. Why, hello. <laughs> my guest today is lifelong resident of North Little Rock, Arkansas, Mr. Terry Hartwick. Terry graduated from North Little Rock High School, attended the University of Central Arkansas, served in the United States Air Force, and is a veteran of foreign wars. In 1984, Terry ran and was elected mayor of his hometown, North Little Rock. Later in 2001, Terry became the president and CEO of the North Little Rock Chamber of Commerce, where his focus was helping small businesses grow and be successful. Under his tenure at the chamber, the chamber grew to become the third largest in the state. During this time, Terry worked closely with the city on projects such as relocating the Arkansas Travelers baseball team to the new Dickey Stevens ballpark, revitalization of downtown, and the expansion of businesses to East McCain and Maumelle Boulevard areas. After 15 years with the chamber, Terry made yet another career move as he became the director of North Little Rock Parks and Rec. Since taking this position in 2016, he's added three new rental facilities, upgraded Burns Park golf course and equestrian parking, brought special events to raise funds for One Heart Playground, a playground made accessible for children and parents with special needs, and worked with his staff to develop a new logo and a bi-weekly newsletter. Wow. <laughs> you sound good. It's a pleasure to welcome to the table the loyal and competent Mr. Terry Hartwick. Hey, how you doing? Good I'm to be fine. here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. 
we're both from North Little Rock. We've been in here reminiscing about North Little Rock. Yeah, I can remember back in the old days for sure. <laughs> it's good. It was good to grow up in North Little Rock. Do you know why they call North Little Rock Dogtown? I'm sure you do. Yeah, I, don't, I know why. Well, they, tell everybody. Well, North Rock was the eighth ward of Little Rock, and at that time, uh, we were trying to, I guess, succeed or create our own town. So when Little Rock people found about it, they kind of took the dogs that they picked up and brought them to North Little Rock and put them on our side of the river. We didn't have any leash laws. We didn't have any leash laws then. So long story short, it was just kind of a payback from Little Rock for us trying to become our own city. So anyway. It's, it's been good. You know, I love that story yeah. because we had no leash laws, and it rem it harkens back to that part that part in the movie To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> yeah. well, if, you, if you remember, uh, you may not, but when I was mayor, uh, we actually buried Dogtown. We had, we had actually a cemetery um, plaque or whatever you call it, a pub, and it was in City Hall, and it says, Here Lies Dogtown. <laughs> so Jackie Neal Doug got that, and uh, remember we hadn't seen y'all for a long time. So we buried Dogtown back in those days. Nowadays we kind of like saying, I'm I know. Dogtown. Oh, I'm a it, Dogtown. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It's come full circle. Yeah, it has. So you said that you uh, you added three new rental facilities. What does that mean? Well, we had a place called Stone Links. It, it was a golf course, and the pro shop had closed up, and it was just laying there in ruins. So what I did, I took Stone Links, uh, the pro shop, and made it a hospitality. House. So now we rent it out to many people from anywhere from birthday parties to graduation parties to wedding receptions to so on. In fact, last week we had over 2,000 people there that had conquer the gauntlet. It was a thing where you climb over, I guess, fences, crawl through mud, and you run a course about two miles. But it, it's well served for the east end of our town where they had nothing to go to. So it's for the kids? Well, kids, adults, anybody. I mean, you'd be surprised. We've had birthday parties, like I said, receptions, wedding receptions, uh, showers. So it has been redone completely. So it's on the east end of our town. And it was just laying there um, kind of like nothing was going on. So we took it. And I will say this year we'll probably do $21,000 worth of rentals out of that one unit. Then I went to uh, the Heritage Room, the golf course. It was the Where? the Heritage Room. We call it the Heritage Room name because we named it after Glenn Day. He won the Heritage Classic. But oh, I get you. It's at the, at the golf course, but it was a ruined old pro shop. And what we've done now is kind of the same thing. We've taken it and um, cleaned it up, made it where you would be proud to go into it. And again, it gives people in our city more opportunities to rent places because it's tough. I mean, if you're trying to find a place that, like I say, for birthday parties, wedding receptions, whatever, just a, even a sales meeting, where do you go with it? It didn't cost you 400 So we come to the parks and we rent that to you for about $200. And the third one is, I took the old river house down. It used to be a bike shop and it was completely destroyed. I mean, completely. It's right on the river, overlooks the Arkansas River. And we did the same thing to it and it rents two to three times every weekend. In fact, last weekend they had the cotillion there. So who, who, who manages these? Uh, we do it through the parks now. Uh, you call in the parks and say, I'd like to have a room rented and we go, Here's your choices. Plus, we still have the hospitality house out there, which everybody's probably been to at one time or another. So, where? Uh, in Burns Park. Yeah. Actually, in Burns Park, it'll hold about 200 people. So, so, many, many events we've had there. But now we have opportunities. So, if you live in the East End, you go, you got anything out here closer for my people? So, now we got Stone Links. Now we got one on the river. And then, and where was that third one that you said? Heri the Heritage where Room. Where's that one? That's actually in the golf, right? Behind, it's on the golf course. And oh, that, the same golf course. Same golf course, same Burns Park. We just took an old building and redid it, and it is rented. All of these are rented two or three times a week, usually. Oh, it's the golf course at Burns Park. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> yes, son. All right. <laughs> but yeah, we've taken those, and uh, 
That's they, awesome. are, they are all raining quite heavily and it's very much used and something that you know I saw a need for and guess what people are taking advantage. You had the property already. Yeah we did. And, and um, we're sitting there in ruins so we fixed them up. Made and, pretty. And um, um, how do people find out about it if they want to rent it? What happens is that people will call and ask them for the hospitality house but now there's enough people that go well the hospitality is full and then we still we so we what we just do is like anybody else we go would you consider going to the golf course we have a place there that'll hold 80 we got a place on riverfront that'll hold 120 and they go riverfront yeah i'm interested so they'll they'll come by and get a key or they'll go out to the golf course and we'll show them and after we show them they'll, they'll use a hook so is it online you can go and learn about oh, yeah, them online yeah, yeah, at, on our, at what north little rock parks, parks and, and rec yeah north little rock parks and rec and then we have yeah and then we have start gov yeah nlr.ar.gov so oh, north okay. rock parks Anyway, you can go there and, and learn about the opportunities, and, and you then can, you can call and find out if they're available, sure. and, and the people em. will help you figure yeah. out if, if one's full to use another one. That's exactly. good. Yeah. What about this equestrian parking? Is that for horses? Yep. Uh, what happened, I went out there, and there's a lady, uh, her name is uh, Lee Bell, and Lee has been a friend of mine for, oh gosh, many, many years, but she's, she loves horses. She's just a horse freak. Well, she come to me and said, Terry, if you have three or four trailers and you have your horses they were sitting on kind of a slanted hill it got kind of tough so I said well, let me just fix that so what we've done we've moved the equestrian trail where you go and park and made a flat spot now where you can only where before you could only put maybe three or four trailers then you have 20 and they they're flat and it's easy for women to get on it we have stepping stools that from jump on the horse and and you know we just kind of made it better and easier you just got to look at what people need and know that with a little ingenuity and a little people saying yes you can go do things that are so simple we have other areas they could park and that's all it took is a new parking area is that in burns park in burns park too so if you want to come ride your horse yeah. you can trailer it to burns park, Trail burns park and you can ride it yeah all through the, i mean there's trails after trails after trails after trails out there and it's really neat um and it and it's alongside the river well, you could get down by the side of the river. Yeah, you or you can be up in the mountains, or you can be. I mean, we got some pretty good sized mountains up there in Burns Park. I shouldn't say mountains, hills. I guess you'd say. In fact, uh, one of my new plans for next year is making a mountain biking trail. Mountain biking has been become very, very popular. Um, I'm probably going to hire a firm in this next year to look what it takes to put a mountain biking trail in, and clean up some of the trails we have and make them better. So, Mount, I saw your sun shaking and said mountain biking is a big thing. You so like, you uh like I, that. I, yeah everybody be surprised it's not just his age you got kids that are 9 10 11 years old right now mountain biking so you know burns park to me was is a hidden jewel now i know i was mayor and and, and it was there and then i went to parks and rec but when joe the mayor gave me the opportunity to run parks at first i went let's see you and i talk about this to see if i want to do it but then the more i looked at what the opportunities were i went this is pretty neat we can do things that no one else has done, such as the One Heart Park. I mean, here I run probably one of the second largest municipal parks in the world, and we didn't Are have... Are you talking about Burns Park? Yeah, Burns Park. And not only is it Burns Park, I've got 35 community parks, too, in our city. So there's always, like, Ottawa Park, and there's Fernie Hole Park, and there's Crestwood. So, but what I found out is we didn't have anything for uh, what I call special needs. And here we are... And that, we had that opening, and you know, I had a sinkhole there back in June. We just opened it last what week. What now? Well, we, we built it, and the second, two days before I was about to open what we call One Heart Park, it had sinkholes everywhere. And, uh, 
Well, that was unforeseen. You're telling me. And uh, so I'm, they called me out there. And the first thing I'm seeing is this pour and play pad is very expensive, but I had them cut it open. And when we cut it open, there was actually three and four foot holes all in the playground area. So we, what we did, I just had to think it out and get back. And what I said, let's take the equipment down, let's dig it out and do it right and do it over. And we did. And just last uh, Thursday, we had it, probably 300 people showed up. What gets you? I may tear up, but people don't. I mean, there was a man 30 years old in a wheelchair. <clears throat> and he says, I've been waiting for something like this for 30 years. So I could do the things that other kids do, where it's a slide or ride a you know, uh, just ride something, get in a little swing. I mean, because they don't, people with special needs don't have this. And you got to know that, <clears throat> which I found out with this, I got this from Emma. If everybody knows Emma, she's four years old. You go on site, she is special. And she, when I saw her the first time, I kind of got to thinking, how does her mother and father swing with her? How do they put her on a slide? How do they interact? So, that's when I kind of took it on and said, we're going to make one of these. Who's Emma? Emma is a four-year-old little girl who has Turner Syndrome. And she belongs to Geraldine and Kenny Watson. If you go online and pick up Emma, she has like five or 6,000 followers. She drilled me a heart. And that's why we call it One Heart Park. And, uh, is she local? Mm-hmm. She's from Arkansas? She's North Little She really is. I wish <clears throat> if I could see your face. If it was in the paper last week. Long story short, she is a special young lady. First time I met her, I was talking to her mother and father, and, I, and, and she can hear, but it's tougher to communicate, but she was humming, you are my sunshine. I got to listen to her, and uh, she was singing, but <clears throat> she's special. So there's a lot of special ones just like her. And she named the park. Well, we were going to call it Emma's Park, but I got more I talked about it. It's more than just Emma out there. There are so many people. Let's say you're an older gentleman and you're in a wheelchair or you can't move your. How do you play with your grandchildren? So it's not just for Emma's, it's also for older people. And I call it, call it a universal park now because it's, it's for so many people. So we built it, and it's uh, pretty dick and neat. And it's high overdue, time yeah, it overdue, is. isn't it? Yeah, I, I'm very proud of that one. I guess uh, when Joe was, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't talk to you that day because I'd always tear up. <clears throat> and uh, it's, it's a special thing. It really is. We're going to talk about it again at the end of the program because I want everybody to realize it's out there and it's worth saying all over again at the end of the program. This is a great place to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more with Terry Hartwick. Director of Parks and Rec in North Little Rock, Arkansas. We'll find out about the park facilities and activities that you might want to try out. And I'll ask him about his stint in the U.S. Air Force and what he knows about Vietnam. He was there. You are listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. If you miss any part of this show, a podcast will be made available next week at flagandbanner.com's website. If you prefer to listen on iTunes, YouTube, or Blog Talk, You'll find those links there as well. Lots of listening options. We'll be right back.
You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy. My guest today is Terry Hartwick, Director of Parks and Rec in North Little Rock, Arkansas. While we were on break, we played the music from, what was that from, Tim? Uh, the show Parks and Rec. The show Parks yeah. and Rec. You watch that show, Terry? I've seen it. I don't watch it all the time, but I've seen it. <laughs> it's pretty neat. <laughs> it may be your life now. No. No. <laughs> As I te teased Joe Smith at our mayor, I said three years, three months, and Right now, seven days. So that's how long you've been there. No, that's how long I got left. Oh. <laughs> he, okay. What? He and I are going out together. I think. Oh, you're. Yeah. Let's uh, let's learn about you. Uh, AFB is currently sponsoring the AETN documentary about the Vietnam War. You are the right age to remember it. Can mm -hmm. you tell us about your involvement? Well, my involvement was. Uh, I I'll start back when I was about 17 years old. I was. I'm from Rose City. We didn't have a lot of money, so I went to what's called ASTC then. What's ASTC? Arkansas State Teachers College. Oh, yeah. And that became SA, now as you see it. But yeah. um, I went there and then got to play around too much like usual, like a lot of us, and I lost my grades. Back then, if you lost your grades, you better find something, Navy, Air Force, or you were going to get drafted in the Army. So I went Air Force. Uh, went through basic training, uh, got in in 67, came out in 68 went to Lackland and next thing you know I'm being shipped to what they call an isolated tour which was Southeast Asia. I can admit in the Air Force what I saw was not near what you're seeing on TV. I was insulated from it. We did have what we call SAT teams that patrolled the planes. I guarded a KC-135 which fueled the B-52s. Uh, did I see action? No, I saw people and was close to people who saw action. That's the best way to put it. I can tell you though, uh, all of us was young. We were very young guys, uh, most of us 17, 18 years old. Just left home, uh, I'd never been on a plane before until I got on the one at Adams Field and took off to San Antonio and then going to North, uh, we went through Northwest Oregon Airlines, I slipped a night in Japan before we flew into our, our base of operations. But we were young, so when I say young, it's not like the people today. They're, they've got families, they've got wives, they've got kids. I don't know how they do it. I really do. So we take our hat off to these people this day and time. Us, young, full of vinegar, didn't, mm -hmm. uh, we, we didn't fear anything. We, mm -hmm. we didn't know what fear was. I can tell you though, the first month and the last month, I was there on my 13th month tour. It was a 13-month tour which you served. The first month was always the craziest. You're new, you're kind of scared, well you are scared. And then the last month, if you're there, you're saying, I'm almost made it, so don't screw it up now. Mm -hmm. uh, Vietnam was kind of a crazy time. When we came back from the United States, I remember I used to teasing me about my hair, it's not that long, but I tried to grow it longer back then because that was a fad, and we'd take gel and put on our hats and stick it underneath their hats and put our hats down low. So, we could look like we were part of the in crowd before we came back. But Vietnam was a time where young people went to fight, didn't always know what they were fighting for. Some of them were drafted, didn't even believe in the war, but they gave their all. And uh, had some good friends that gave their all. I was lucky. Uh, I served my 13 months, uh, came back to the United States and gave another two and a half years and Probably the smartest thing I ever did was join the service at that time. Uh, I was not mature enough to get grades, so as I told you, I lost my grades. But I can remember walking from KC-135s, and I can remember walking. In fact, I was reading an article on the SR-71 
the other day that's what they call that the black uh, bird they call it fly 80,000 feet and take a picture of golf ball and you read the label I guarded that so what I guess I'm saying but the friends you made were really special I can remember <laughs> we were guarding a fuel depot out in the Indian Ocean I guess it was yeah it was between us and China and it, it was cold you wouldn't think it'd get colder but it gets cold and rainy and it rains and rains and rains and rains so I remember this guy named Pooh Cordes we called him Pooh he was from uh, Madison Wisconsin it was so cold we slept together and didn't think a thing about it. We were <laughs> hugging each other. It was something else. So, and but you have friends that you. It was it was called war. You just didn't know it was war because we're kind of isolated. Now there were some guys that saw a lot more than I saw, and I take my hat off to them. Like I say, I lost a lot of friends. Did you lose some friends? Oh yeah, and you. Uh, I I you were asking me if I watch it. Uh, I don't. The documentary. Yeah, and even when we. Uh, talk about Vietnam <clears throat> I've never talked about it very much it's just what it was yeah. it's just uh, but I mean did I see anything big I was lucky uh, I didn't but there was, there was a lot of guys that I saw in fact uh, one time we were sitting at a one, C-130 and the, and the bay was down and I kind of climbed up in it and thought what is this and it was dark Remember his body bags, just body bags after body bags laying there. So, anyway, uh, it is what it is, and it's a horrible time. But I, I very seldom watch things like that. I hardly ever talk about it to my kids. Uh, it's just something you did, and you came back, and you go forward. My father was a prisoner of war in World War II. Wow. And I didn't know about it for years before yeah. he finally started talking about it, and I, and. You know, but it did. It took years and years and years before he was ready to talk about it. Yeah, there's a, I mean, I've got, I can think of uh, Michael Griffin from Cape Girardeau, Missouri. And I, if you think about Michael, he was one of these guys that got in the service and probably never had a girlfriend. So we get over there and the first thing you're seeing is you see some girls at R&R. &R, next thing you know, he goes AWOL. What? He just, you mean, it, I mean, and you go, I remember walking two, walking around two planes and taking his, because if he hadn't, I took his place because I didn't want him to get caught. But he finally got caught when he walked over one of these girls. And, you know, you hear stories like that all the time. I mean, we were young. Some of them had never dated before. You got to remember, I remember, I think the oldest guy I remember through my basic train was only 19. I was 17 about to be, no, I was 18 about to be 19. And so we're all so young and you go over there. I remember one guy from Texas had got a dear John Lair and he sat there and drank a bottle of vodka. So you're all so young, you're going through many emotions and all you do is support each other. And that's the biggest thing I take away. The friends I've made at that time in my life are pretty, in fact, uh, a lot of guys will Google and they'll say, I see you, is this Terry Hartwick that was at, yeah. uh, you know, CCK? Yeah, or was it? Uh, where was it? Nom Nostra, yeah. And they'll see me and, uh, but they, they remember. We all remember. So, so y'all have all connected through the internet? Yeah, they, a lot of people have connected through me. Uh, uh, like I said, I think they'll be sitting there trying to think of the old days. This guy named Don Johnson just texted me today and says, Is this the Terry Hartwick that was in uh, CCK? And he's talking about, Remember when you did this? And I'm going, Man, he had a good memory because I don't remember any of it. But he knew the color of my car and everything back then <laughs> when I was at. Uh, no, I wouldn't see. I was at, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Nom Nostra then. So, 
But yeah, he they they get a hold of you, and then we have special time. Y'all may have to have a reunion soon. I'll shoot heck for them. I'm probably dead and gone, but it gets that time. So. So when you came back, you went to work at Haverty's furniture. Uh, well, when furniture. I, right after that, um, I, when I came back, my dad died soon. Uh, I kind of took his job. He was an insurance man, but I didn't like it. And then uh, I remember a guy named O.J. Ratcliffe, very, very well thought of man, said, Terry, go work for a big company. Get to work for a big company. So I met a guy named Ray Fury, uh, still alive. Still talked to him at least once a month. Uh, He's he, a mentor of yours? Yeah, he became one. He was meaner in hell. <laughs> but he made me better than I wanted to be. That's what I mean. When you sit there and think, well, I'm going home. It's 9 o'clock. I'm through selling furniture. Some guys walked out. Me, I'd see a lampshade that's off or a bedspread messed up, and um, I'd go back in and open it up and fix it because of him. He would get you. <laughs> so uh, he made me better than I want to be. Well, you were the top 20th salesman in the nation. Well, yeah. I, but so I don't think it was all him. I think you're pretty ambitious. You know, I can always... Um, well, I always know people that are going to make a difference because they walk by a trash can and see a piece of paper on the floor. That's and one they of my mottos. Is you, have you heard that before? No! What made you say that? Nothing. Uh, ESP? Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Fury may be better than I wanted to be because he, he got to do that. You do the extra. So I used to give, when I was at the chamber, I'd give speeches to all these kids. And what happened, I was in the mayor's office, uh, and there's this young man walked up, and I said, I didn't know how he got there. He says, are you hiring? I went, no. Uh, so, see, you know, I was a little bit rude, but I didn't know how he mm -hmm. got there. So anyway, I, I'm at the window looking out over Main Street, and I looked up, and he bent over and picked up a piece of paper. So I called to Don Gilbert. He was a policeman. I said, Don, go get that guy. Go get him right there. There he is. Well, Don brought him back handcuffed. I went, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't do that. And uh, make a long story short, he, I said, you want a job, you've got one now. And he didn't understand why. I said, well, up and down Main Street, people have been walking all day long, and that piece of paper has been blowing, and you end up, you wind up picking up throwing the trash, okay? So I hired him. Well, here's take it from there to my son, Daryl. So I'd see Daryl, and he went, you know, Daryl's letter three years at North Rock, went on to try to be a Razorback, but I could holler at him, Daryl Ray, pick up the paper. Which meant, do the extra. Don't just sit there. So why not talk to these kids uh, in high school? I go, I know you've got to do your homework. I know you've got to call your girlfriend. I know you're going to go do something else. And when you think you can't do anything else, guess what? You can't. Do one more thing. Yep. Pick up the paper. I cannot believe I mentioned that. Yep. So uh, then, after Haverty's, you decided to quit and go to mayor. the... I know! What made you decide to run for mayor? Dead gum you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, was, I tell you, me and my brother started a little company, and it was steam clean. Well, we weren't part of the good old guys. So when he got... We bought a bond. We bought the equipment. We were going to clean this bill. Next thing you know, they take it from us. And I got mad. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you got uh, mad because they were going to take it from you? Yeah, they, they took the bid away. So, uh, anyway, I went to the next meeting at the council meeting and I said, my name is Terry Hartwick and I'm running for mayor. 
So every morning I'd get up and uh, <clears throat> go visit businesses. And then I'd go to work and visit businesses. I'd walk to every neighborhood and guess what? What? I got elected. <laughs> well, I also know you got elected because you were extremely handsome and still are. Well, thanks. A lot of people don't think that, but yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm tearing up. This brings back to me memories. But. I know I'm dragging you through the old times. All right, we've been through Vietnam. We've been through Emma's Park. You are giving me a great interview. I wish everybody could see how emotional you are about the things you're passionate about. What was the most challenging about being the mayor? Learning that nobody means it personal. Uh, I remember one guy calling up and says, I put my trash on your doorstep. and You know, it was a... Uh, as y'all remember, I met Gina during the middle of that thing, so uh, she was a majorette, I was mayor, uh, probably the best thing ever happened, but long story short. Uh, Did you meet her because you were the mayor? She was working for me downstairs at that time. Oh, that would have made the newspaper. It did. Very. If you go back, <laughs> if you go back, there's many, 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 many newspapers. In fact, I get tickled at Craig on there. He's calling me Mayor Heartthrob and the Majorette. So. <laughs> but it, uh, what was the toughest thing? I don't think the mayor was tough. I enjoy people. I mean, even if you're fussing at me, I can understand that because usually you're calling it a problem. And I always say a problem is a chance for me to pick up that paper or a problem is a chance for me to do good. So I didn't mind it. I really enjoyed it. I still embrace people. Um, went to the chamber and same thing. It's really very political. But I embrace it. If you've got a problem, if you've got something wrong with the park and you sit there and don't tell me, that's that's not the right way. I want you to tell me, so give me a chance to fix it. Don't just sit there and talk about Terry. And there are people that that part would, uh, you know. But it just give me a chance to fix it. And if I don't, after that, then you got a chance to pitch it. There is no way to get anything done if your ego comes first. No, I always say uh, a lot of people, I remember when I got elected, it was funny. Everybody, you go from Terry to mayor. Everybody's mayor. Your Honor, your mayor, your mayor. And I went, I just say, Guys, I'm Terry. I'll be Terry long after I'm mayor, so it was easy to say Terry. Uh, did you run a second time? I did. Pat Hayes beat me. In fact, Pat Hayes and I became very close friends. In fact, I call him one of my best friends. Uh, he and I got very, very close. Uh, I think he was an unbelievably good mayor. I think Joe Smith is unbelievable. Uh, we were just different. Back there when I ran, it was more or less me and uh, Coach Burnett and Bob Sisson, my CFO, and a few people. we get together every morning. I always remember, I'll tell this funny story with you, Coach Burnett was the principal of high school. A lot of people may be listening remember him. He was very big. And uh, I remember walking, he'd walk down the hallways and all those guys would just back up. Cause, Why? Because he was big and mean. Oh. He would wear your tail out if you got it. So, he, I got elected and he was on my staff. He was already public works director. So every day we'd go in there and we'd talk about roads we're going to fix, ditches we're going to do. And... Uh, I'd sit there and he'd be saying, I'd say, yes, sir. And yes, sir. I'd, every time he'd say something, he said, yes, sir. So after about the first month, he called me and said, can I come speak to you? And I went, yes, sir. So he came in there and he said, you do know I work for you. I went, yes, sir, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but from, I go back to high school, so as always, yes, sir, Mr. Burnett, yes, sir. So that was a good, I love that story. So, uh, so uh, what was it like to lose? Oh, at the time, it's hard because... Even Pat and I have talked about this. Some of the friends you had, not, well, they're not your friends as close as you were. Frank Fletcher is still very close to me. Sam Hilburn, Buck Matthews. A lot of people who are close to you are still very close. I have a, I have a great, I have a very good support group. Mm -hmm. But there are those people, but you can't get mad at them because a lot of them are making their living 
through the city. So mm-hmm. while they stayed loyal to me, when they got a new mayor, mm-hmm. and Pat and I, like I said, became very close. I, I mean, he could, when I took over the chamber, we had 288 members. When I left, we had 1,600. If you think about it, Pat could have probably said, "I don't want Terry there," and they probably wouldn't have hired me. Uh, so, but he didn't, and so with that, I mean, from Caterpillars to Dickie Stevens Field, or I mean, I could go on. I don't want to. From Mims, I don't know if you know it, but when I was mayor, we started Mims. Me and David Jones did. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Mims was a, just nothing. It was a, we used to have what they call a one ambulance service. That's my father's. You better not say anything a1, about it. A one. Mr. Krause is my father. Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what I called it was scoop, uh, uh, scoop and run is what I used to call it. But oh, it, uh, we could tell you stories. I guess so you could tell me that, stories. I wish I really hadn't busted out on that yeah. and let you tell me some no, stories. No, I always thought A1 was good, but I remember sure. I had to look at him and go, you're not Mims, you're not saving lives on the street. And Mims does make a difference when you're right there. So we, me and David Jones got together and he says, I'll do this if you were North Rockville. So I actually got rid of them and we took on Mims. So I'm very proud of that one, too. Really. You should be. Okay, this is another great place to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about you moving from the mayor's office to um, to the Chamber Sorry. of Commerce okay. uh-huh, and all the things you kind of touched on just a minute ago. Okay. Uh, and, I, and we've already talked about your Air Force stint. All right, you're listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. If you miss any part of this show, a podcast will be available next week at flagandbanner.com's website. If you prefer listening on iTunes, YouTube, or Blog Talk, you'll find those links there as well. Lots of listening options. We'll be right back. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy. My guest today is Terry Hartwick, Director of Parks and Rec in the North Little Rock, Arkansas. If you've got questions or comments for my guest or me, this is your chance to call. The number is 501-433-0088. Or you can email me at... The email is questions at upyourbusiness.org. And I am tweeting, so if you want to tweet me, you can tweet at AskCarrieMcCoy, and we're using the hashtag up your business so now you've uh lost to patrick hayes yeah. the mayorship do you get appointed to the chamber of commerce no uh, really i went back to Haverty's for a few years i really did and oh. worked at Haverty's, ran the north of rock operation um i always thought i'd probably run a Haverty store someday and then um me and my wife uh, at that time at gina uh, we started building subdivisions and we own storage units don't you know what we own Probably 1300 I mean, Well, that was a good business back then. I don't know if it still is. It still is. is. Uh, we still have a couple uh, that will be hashed out soon, I'm sure. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we did those things. Long story short, um, it just we started expanding doing things. But then I they, uh, they, I asked, they asked me to, to move, and I said, well, to another Harvey's. And I went, all right, give me Pensacola. And they went, well, give another one. And I said, Pensacola. Hawaii. Oh yeah, no they don't have Hawaii, but I kept saying Pensacola. Finally they looked at me and said, you're going back to Salesforce. They demoted me. Oh. Well you get in that chain and you clog it up. So I went back to the sales floor, but at that time I knew I was going to make a different decision. So I was reading the paper. 
uh, Norfolk is trying to hire a chamber um, commerce president, and I remember they kind of had a guy person in mind, I should say. And but I went to see Rick Ashley and Bob Birch and some of those guys who were very influential, and in, I would say in Norfolk and still are. And looked at them and said, "I deserve an interview." And they went, "Okay." So I remember uh, going to that committee, and there was Carol Langston, Paul Strack, and there, I can still see the face. All I, all I told him was, and I, I just came a salesman again and says, if you want the chamber to be bigger than your expectations, I'm your guy, and I'm going to make it something that people can be proud of. We're going to do things that you've never seen or heard. If you remember, I put on four uh, state basketball championships. We started, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, we did those. Uh, With big, important people. Oh, yeah, and then I still do the tip-off. If you remember, we had the RV convention where I had over a 1,000 RVs all over North Little Rock. Make a long story. I thought I thought tried to think outside the box. So people, I didn't want you to join the chamber and slap you on the back. See you next year. I wanted you to get something out of it to see that I could get business from being part of this chamber. And that's still my philosophy. I, I, I if you don't know it, we started our own HIPAA program, which gave people health insurance. No. Uh, we we did that back. I don't know, probably two thousand two or three. A guy named Francis Brown came to me and says, you know, people are paying enormous fees for their health insurance. So we started HIPIC. So if you're a small business and had two or three, we'd put two or three with this, two or three with this, 15 or 20. We made a big package and we'd sell the package so everybody got got cheaper insurance. Are you, is it, did they still do that? They still do it, but Obamacare has kind of knocked it out. But at one time we had, and I may be exaggerating, but we had like three, four, say 3,000, 4,000 carriers. So it got big in our state. And, and we offered it then to other chambers. I didn't want to be the guy that just says you got to buy from me, so we offered it to Conway, Fayetteville, Springdale, all the chambers like that. And so a lot of people were involved with the HIPAA program at that time, which was very successful. Seems very hard to manage. Well, we had a person, I hired a person named Richard Eden, which was really good. And with him, and at that time, Qualchoice, it was easy. We just joined hands, and Qualchoice is in the insurance business. Richard was our agent of choice, and then he would go around and sell the program to other chambers, which became very successful. I bet he sends you a Christmas card every year. He's still at the chamber. I saw him the other day, so, but he's a good man. He deserves everything. What's the most important thing about creating and motivating a group of individuals or volunteers like that or getting something? I don't know. Gary Brooks told me one time, uh, he's a friend of mine, still is very close to me, uh, that I, and don't take this egotistically, but I have a good I can motivate people and uh, and people like maybe just getting behind me and we working together. What's the biggest thing is getting people to believe in what you're believing in and, and showing them how it works. Uh, to me, it's not that hard. You get them to looking at you and you get them to shaking their head like you're doing and you know yeah, you've got them. I'm doing it. Yeah, you are. And then with that, you give them, you show them the importance. If you're one or two, if you're just a self person in the in your business if i can get you clients i used to look at some people like this and go your membership do say 250 i don't know what it is if you cannot get back 250 dollars out of your membership then you need to find something else to do and before right. people would even join i'd go i don't want your money i want you to just see what we're about so our fy program i started fyi probably 2001 had 15 people i'm sure john owens and the group over there are now still like we were doing 150 to 200 people. What's FYI stand for? For your information. Oh, we okay. just bring people in to speak and tell them about, and you have sponsorships. And you, and you do like maybe John Swanson from is what they're doing. Or you, I think uh, P. Allen Smith has speak, spoken there. Mm -hmm. So it's just a speaking thing. But what's neat is you can come to lunch 
and you could do it in Little Rock too. My son works for Little Rock Regional Chamber now. Mm. So you can come to lunch, you can sit down with a group of people and not make them mad at you. You can actually tell you, say what you do and talk business. And, get, and that's a that's an asset when you networking. don't sit networking. So I made ours more about networking, and I would almost call every person that joined. I want to make sure they're getting their dues and get what they thought they were. And if they wouldn't, tell me. In fact, I remember Tyson out there called me one time and said, you, you got us to join the chamber. I went, yep. He says, we need our street fixed. And I went there. They showed me this big pothole. <laughs> so I called. I was lucky. I could still call the Bobby Ward, who was working in the city then. Well, they just asked for the street because it needed Mm -hmm. He went, wow, what do you need now? I said, I just need you to start sponsoring stuff. So it was, a, it was a give and take, and that's what it takes to, I like it. Let's just put it this. I like it, and it's, it's worthwhile. Chambers are worthwhile. Now, parks is worthwhile. The city's worthwhile. You should be part. And it, and I'll tell you one more story. When I was at Harvey's, you are asking me about that. I remember Ray Fury one time held my checkup for me. Who? Ray Fury. This okay. is the guy that was, made me better than I want to be. Oh, okay. And he held on to it, and he said, you didn't your community service yet? And I went, uh, yeah. He says, no, have you done your community service yet? And I didn't really know what he meant, but what that means is, <clears throat> here you are, you want to make a living in this city, and you want people to buy furniture from you, but are you turning around doing something in return to help other people? So I kind of got it after that. So I, I, even today, I'll see people come up to me, and in fact, that guy just did today. He says, you're Terry Hartwick, aren't you? And I went, yeah. He says, I bought furniture from you. <laughs> I mean, he was talking about 35 years ago. <laughs> and I'm going, you bought a Johnson Tom baby bed? You know, I was name it mm -hmm. out. But it's funny that I think they'll know me from mayor or something like that. And you'd be surprised how many people recognize because I sold them furniture. Because you did a good job and you cared well, and you listened. I, I like I like it. So it was good. You it, like everything. And well, I, think that, I think that just uh, emotes from you. If, if I don't like what I'm doing... It's my fault. So why am I doing it for? Move on. Move on. What are you most proud of? You've done a lot. You've done MIMS. You've done the Equestrian Park. You've grown the chamber from... It was about Memphis. 288 to 1600 when I left. Yeah. You've helped uh, facilitate moving the Dickey Stevens Park. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you've, you've... Bill Valentine, he was wonderful in those days, man. Yes. And you've grown... You were part of the revitalization of downtown North Little Rock. Well... You were part of the Mall Mail and... Yeah, we East went out west. In fact, I, I, back when I was mayor, I tried to annex everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, I went... I almost annexed Mall Mail, if you remember that. We had election lost by 800 votes, so... I, I could see that there was a lot of expansion going out there. So we, we got pretty far out there, but uh, again, I don't know. I guess uh, hard to pick. You've done so much. Well, I don't. I, I don't think of it that way. I guess it's just part of the job. Uh, I'm not trying to play goody goody to you. I'm just saying I wake up every day and I and I like this. I saw your son shaking his head when I said mountain bike and whatever. I don't mountain bike. And he loved it. And then I see people that like pickleball. You ever heard pickleball lately? No, never heard of it. Well, guess what? It. It's it's coming. And What is it? I have no idea, but I hear more people <laughs> saying pickleball's on the curve. We've got a phone call. Let's see who this is. Hello, you're on Up in Your Business with me and Terry Hartwick. Have you got a question for us? Yes. I was hoping that Mayor Hartwick uh, could talk about... Um, the zipline park that's going over <laughs> at the core review. All right, I just spoke about this morning. Uh, the zipline park is something I proposed probably a year and a half ago, wasn't it? And now it's illegal. Uh, what happened, they kind of got on to me because I was leasing the property, 
but I didn't go out for bids. And so what they said now, they're revising it so they can go out for bids. But it's been sitting in what I would call a legal sinkhole. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, I will try to resurrect that at the late part of this year. Uh, I just, I believe it or not, I was just talking about this morning to the legal department. When can I start go back after this again? Where are you going to put it? As he, as he said, in the quarry, at the quarry, you go to the top. On the I, river? That river Yeah, quarry? that river quarry. And at the top, we had what we call a rope building course that a company was going to build. Very fine company. They're already doing it. But I was going to put a zip line from the top all the way down towards where you come into the FOP lodge. Hey, man, I appreciate you calling in. Uh, tell me about the business of Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Uh, Joe Smith and I were sitting around one night, and I looked at him. I was still at the chamber, and I said, uh, make me a code enforcement officer. And I was just teasing because it has been one of those days where I'd What's a code enforcement? Well, it's just oh, you mean where you drive around yeah, and write people yeah, tickets because yeah. they got too many signs yeah, on their building? I, I oh, just said, give awful. me a job, what I was telling you, because oh, I said God. I had one of those days where I probably made two or three speeches, and maybe nothing had gone right. So he looked at me, and he said, uh, I know I think I'll make you my parks guy. And I went, what? You know, and I said, so we talked about it for a little bit, and I said, well, let's talk about it in two or three more months and see if we're still on the same page. So three or four months went by. Uh, Joe said, I'm still offering it. And I said, I had to give the chamber six months notice at that time. So I said, you got me. You got me for as long as you're here. So that's what I did. I said, I'd give him five years at that time, and we're down three years, three months, and as I said, <laughs> seven days. <laughs> You were just burned out at your other place. Yeah, you kind of get that way sometimes. But I, it, I, I could do it again. But I, I want to do a little bit more. To see if this makes sense. I mean, the the chamber's great. I love my chamber. I love Little Rock Regional Chamber. I love all. They're such good people. But I saw an opportunity to do some special things, uh, such as One Heart Park, such as Equestrian Playground, such as a newer, better golf course, and. So with that, with the time I had left, I thought that I really wanted to work. I said, let's go for it, Joe. So me and the mayor uh, struck up a deal, and here we are, two years, almost two years later. Wow. We're not going to take a break, but I am going to just remind everybody that you're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and my guest today is Terry Hartwick. He's the director of Parks and Rec in North Little Rock, Arkansas, and we're going to the last we've only got about five minutes left if you want to make a phone call you could do it really quick what's the number tim the number is 501-433-0088 how many parks does north Little rock have you said something 35 really uh separate uh, parks and that's a lot of parks is it, that more than most cities i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I, you gotta know that at one time i remember paul harville called me about maybe come to work for Little Rock Regional Chamber. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying to Paul, you know, Terry Hartwick and Little Rock just doesn't sound right. So it's one of these things, I don't know, but Burns is special. I mean, I bet this weekend, this weekend alone, we'll have 17 soccer fields going at the same time, okay? Which means multiple soccer games all day long. We got the BMX track, which is these kids riding these bicycles and girls and boys, and they're going up and over these little humps, the finals of that. Then we got the big damn bridge going here and coming right through the middle of us, okay? So this weekend, I would imagine 30,000, 40,000 people maybe coming through the park. I have no idea. Just think about that. 17 soccer fields going all day long for two straight days. And then BMX track, and then the big damn bridge going here. Think, what many people is that? Two or 3,000? And then you're, not then you're not even counting the people that take their, their dogs to the park or guy fishing or 
some the tennis courts i mean you know i just i've just in fact i just finished three new tennis courts we're going to uh, probably we got a big huge uh, tennis tournament coming the first of october so i just finished the very course four five and six which is front door brand new tennis court so oh they don't even count and then for the people riding the horses and who's mountain biking who's just biking so it's amazing it, it is amazing it, it's, does it's, it have a playground it has the emma's playground or well, the yeah, but we always have funland i didn't even mention we still have funland park i was going to ask you do you still have funland well, tell everybody what funland is well when i was a kid it's where we no it has lots of rides we still got the choo-choo train that takes around the park we've still got little ferris wheels we got little merry-go-rounds we got climbing walls we tilt got, a whirl yeah i don't know if it's still we still got climbing walls we got a bungee cord jumper so we got multiple things. We still got two pavilions there that we rent. So it's pretty neat what all we have. And then you still got many, many slides and rides everywhere. I mean, I know I'm forgetting something. Oh. I, I need to bring my grandkids over there. I forget about Burns Park. You said at the top of the show it was the second largest park in the yeah, United States. You might check. It may be third now. It's municipal parks what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So it's up there. Whatever it is, it's big. It's like 1,793 acres. And that's like, say, not counting the other little parks around so i don't know how you keep up with all of them is your office on burns park no believe it or not I'm down by the community center see i have five community centers where we have sherman park north heights the north rock community center Rose city and blueview so i have five big community centers that we which hold. one are you at the north little rock i'm at the big north little rock right across from the hay center um so let's talk again about the one heart playground we oh. talked about it at the beginning of the show okay. and i said it was such a special park it is. that I think that's what you need to advertise in my Brave magazine. Right. I really do because okay. it's statewide and you said there's not very many. There's not very many. Uh, One Heart Park as we name is what I call a special, I, it's just called a universal park for people sometimes that have special needs, okay? And, and for the parents and the children. It's for, that's why I want to call it a universal park because it's not just for the kids but there was this one young boy that was there at, when we did the thing and he's you know, you can tell he has uh, special needs. And then, but what got me more anyway was a 30-year-old man that was on, he said, I've been waiting for this for 30 years. And he was in a wheelchair. And here he is, 30 years old. But he says, we had nothing like this. When other kids were swinging and sliding and playing, he couldn't. So we're going to continue to make it grow. Uh, I plan on next year. I do tip-off. I've still got do Mike Anderson. I do tip-off like David Basil does touchdowns. So we have these events. And the money we make from it, we throw it into uh, the Wooden Heart Park. In fact, Walmart just gave us a nice contribution. So it's still catching on. It's a neat thing. But it, when you can see these kids who are on walkers or in a wheelchair to be able to participate on elements, rides, that they couldn't before. Yeah. Now you don't buy a tear up. Every time. Be mad at me because every time you talk about it, you get emotional about it. I love it. Well, You're a special guy, Terry. Uh, you know, it reminds me of the Miracle League in North Little Rock. Yeah, yeah. I'm still trying to get that uh, rope course, and I think it would be something else we can just add to the, the mix that you can come and enjoy. And so I guess people with special needs could ride that. Uh, there would be a way we'll have to do it. We have to make it all inclusive. So mm -hmm. yes, that'd be nice. Uh, and you start a newsletter. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Why did you feel the need for a newsletter for the parks? And who does it go to? Uh, I forget, but I mean, it goes to anybody who wants to sign up for it. I think right now when I came, I just found out that you know parks are the biggest baddest uh, department we have. But sometimes you don't know what's going on. So it's when the you, what the biggest battle. Yeah, because we got we're big. We got a lot of things going on. So, but nobody knew about it. So I looked around. And went, 
why don't we do our newsletter and start get all you gotta do is put your card in and and we'll put you, we'll start sending it to you so you gotta send it to everybody in north little rock well that's probably too many no i mean we can do that it's just a matter of we're trying to do that i don't know how many we've got subscribing now but it tells we got soccer this weekend we got the bmx weekend. we got tennis this weekend we got the one heart park this weekend so it tells what we're doing these next two weeks and keeps people informed and that's been a pretty good thing i mean people seem to really like it that just seems like something that should have been going on forever yeah i mean a lot of things that we're doing now seems normal it's just sometimes getting up off your tail and just doing it executing the obvious yeah. is what you're really really good at well, thank you i appreciate it you're welcome it went by fast didn't it? i know it does hope i'm bored y'all no bored, no, no. <laughs> you got any last words of wisdom for everybody before we go no i've enjoyed you i appreciate it like say uh our cities our state are pretty good places uh we need to sometimes count our blessings of what we really have and should have say and what we don't have yeah and uh that's great advice so. i brought you something but oh flags of course of course it's a desk set I love uh, it. I love and it. there's I love the u.s arkansas and air force thank you that's nice yeah I but you don't that. have that do you no i don't have that i i bought all my flags but every time we need something at the chamber i always go over Right you there. better because I'm, I'm a member because i'm a member i love it i really thank do. you terry thank you you're a special person really thank you for coming on thank y'all for listening i hope i didn't bore you no you're great who's my guest next week next week is going to be the mayor of little rock wait mark, what is mark, this mark mark, mark what mark, is Stolen. this uh mayor week it's yeah mayor mayor month mayor month i like it so he's been uh elected three times He's been mayor since 2007. He ran unopposed last time. He is actually going to be opposed this time. Is it uh, a year away? Two years away. Uh, it? it's, he, they'll start running and campaign right after the first year is what they do. So his yeah. election would be like November, a year from November. A year from this November, yeah. a year from two months. From. So he's got 14 months to start campaigning. Yep. Did you know he recently put a bid in for uh, Amazon Distribution Center to be in Little Rock? Sure. Very. He wouldn't. It's a normal, natural. Go for it. Why not? Little Rock's right in the center yeah. on I-40, but our airport. I'm wondering about that. Well, you know, if you have Amazon Prime and you're in a, one of the major cities, they have, like, delivery that could, like, take an hour. Like, you order it, and then an hour later, it's at your door. If we're going to have one of those here, Amazon Prime members of Little Rock are going to have hour, two-hour delivery time, which is awesome. For products they stock. Well, they stock everything. They stock <laughs> Why do they not stock? They don't stock my products. I ship from my place. I'm an. But you're. Shop. But you're. You're. You're very. You're like. You should be one.